You're listening to Be Clean Intelligent, a podcast for the unsung heroes of today. Individuals who battle against germs and bacteria who don't do it for the glory, but do it to keep the world safe, healthy, and clean. What does it mean to be clean intelligent? Join us to find out. Hello, everybody. This is the Be Clean Intelligent podcast. I'm Sam. This is Caden. I'm Court. And it's been a while, guys. It's almost been three weeks. It has been a while. It has, <laughs> has been a moment. But it was for good reason. Uh, Clean Intelligent was gracious enough to give all of its employees a mandatory time off break, which is and was amazing. Being able to yes. reset because of the things that are happening with COVID. Really, really great gesture by, by Clean Intelligent. So. Thank you to Clean Intelligent. We really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so we we took a week off and it was kind of staggered. We couldn't just send the whole company off on a week. Uh, so <laughs> we had to still be running. Uh, so we kind of split that up into the last two weeks of June. Uh, and so here we are back in office working hard on a Friday. Um, and we're excited to get going on the podcast. We got a great show for you. This is a good, good show that has some really great content that should help you understand some ways that you can navigate through uh, this COVID-19 crisis, um, what you can do specifically for your cleaning organization, um, whether you're in-house, whether you are a commercial cleaning company, uh, you should be able to find some good stuff in here. Uh, but before we get to that, which I've now dubbed and called Porcelain Thoughts, uh, <laughs> we have the Jansan newsstand that we introduced last uh, episode when we had Joel Craddock on the show. Um, and then, of course, we're going to end with the bright spot because there's still a lot of negative news out there. So we definitely want to have that bright spot shine a little bit. And Caden's going to give us that at the end of the show. Uh, and Caden, uh, actually, well, before we get into trending news, I guess it is trending news. I used to say 2020 <laughs> is happening uh, supposedly still, and it was supposed to happen in Chicago. Well, it might, it might, but we're waiting for final word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So (laughs) the folks at ISSA have been working diligently with uh, the city of Chicago, but because of COVID concerns, there is a good chance that Chicago and the city of Chicago won't allow ISSA to have it at their convention center as a result. And as a backup plan, I've been told by some of my sources inside, inside scoop, (laughs) Actually, they sent out an email. So if you didn't receive it, here's the news. Uh, (laughs) But they are planning on, as a backup plan, having it in Vegas again. But it's not going to be at the Vegas Convention Center. It's going to be at the Mandalay Mandalay Bay uh, location. So, oh no way! I didn't know. Yeah, new spot, new area, which would be pretty cool. Uh, Not going to lie, I love. I love Vegas. I actually was born in Vegas. Fun fact. Really? Uh, if you didn't, uh, yes, true, true story. Uh, so <laughs> that's why that that little gambling itch just lives in my blood. <laughs> but yes. Yes. Anyway, does. that that is a trending news item, and actually, they've told us that by Monday we should know. Monday or Tuesday next week, we should receive correspondence if that is going to be the case. Which means that you're going to have to navigate. 
as a cleaning company, if you're going as an attendee or as a distributor or person who sells a software like us, Clean Intelligent. Um, if you're going to be a, an exhibitor, you definitely want to take a look into that. So just wanted to make everybody aware if you were not aware. Because um, my the email that they sent me landed in my spam folder. So had I not done my 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 research a little bit more, I probably wouldn't have found that out. Uh, so I hope that that helps some people out. But Caden, uh, you have one of the trending news stories today that uh, we can start off with you. Yeah, um, it's 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 interesting. Um, there's a lot of debate going on around the country as places open back up. And one of the trending news articles, it was on, it's actually on CleanLink. Um, it's uh, titled Americans fear of public spaces will hurt business. And it was a short article. Um, but a lot of stuff stuck out to me. And I'm just going to read um, a couple of statistics that the article mentions. Um, they took a, a survey uh, from May 4th to May 8th, I believe. Um, and over 2,000, it was like 2007 uh, American adults responded to the survey. And some of the results was that 24% uh, decline in weekly visits to uh, brick and mortar retail stores. Uh, there's been a 23% decline in weekly visits to restaurants, bars, and clubs. Uh, a 12% decline in visits to stadiums and arenas. I thought that one was interesting. I was just like, that's it? Only 12%? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <That> is <laughs> Every event is like shut down. So I'm not... Um, that's a good point. Um, Maybe so, not as much as we uh, thought. Well, this is also... <laughs> right. This is, this is, this is also um, their projection based off of... The survey feedback of what it will be sure uh, obviously it's been a hundred percent decline at stadiums and whatnot <laughs> for the most part anyways uh, a seven percent decline in visits to hotels and a seven percent decline in taking flights and that's combined with a 16 percent increase in long distance car travel dang um so wow. this is what they project for the next six months and I read through um, even even the source of um, you know some of these the, the healthyspaces.io is where the report is and I, I couldn't help I, I got really passionate really thinking about like why is why are people fearful to return to public spaces? And honestly, it's a, it's a subconscious thing that I believe resides in all of us and only conscious to honestly, those who are probably in the cleaning industry. <laughs> but the subconscious is the fact that everyone actually cares very much so about the cleanliness of a facility that they go into, whether it is a stadium, whether it is a restaurant, whether it is um, a, a place of business where they work. And, it's because there's no transparent way for people to know how clean the facility is. When is the last time it was cleaned? What is uh, the score? Is, is that for public display? Um, you know, and so for me, uh, obviously, uh, I'm in the mindset of, okay, software helps with this, specifically clean intelligent, to help make that transparent. But in general, it goes to a long time thing of 
Um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. One of our trips, uh, one of the years down to Vegas, um, it's a six-hour drive, five-hour drive for Clean Intelligent when ISSA is in Vegas. And when that happens, we we actually make the drive. We don't fly. And on the way down in St. George, Utah uh, area, there is a, I believe it's a Chevron. It's, it's a gas station. And they have a huge sign. Huge. It's bigger than the, the logo of Chevron. And it says clean restrooms. And that place is always busy. It's true. It's true. <laughs> That's the one <laughs> I go to. <laughs> exactly. And when my wife... My wife now, when we're traveling down south, if we head out to California, stop whatever the clean we restroom. do, exactly, she'll <laughs> hold off until St. George, even if it's like Cedar City, 45 minutes out. She's like, no, I know I, I can count on their restrooms being clean. That, so, is, a, that is a great point. Yeah. I'm going to just, when I was going, so on my week off that Clean Intelligent uh, had given me, I You went down to St. George for their bathrooms? No, I went <laughs> I went to Denver. I went to Denver. Oh, okay. And in my travels, we stopped at a few gas stations and there was one bathroom in particular where I felt like, yeah, I'm probably going to get COVID from this bathroom. Right? Like and it, that's freaky. I thought about so many different things. I was like, "Okay, who's cleaning this? What kind of quality control program do they have?" I was like, I should call Rob Pelecki. He needs to get his washy toilet seat in here because <laughs> this thing is gross, right? And so uh, yeah. I, it's, it's 100%. When, when people can actually show, when facilities owners and managers can actually show the consumer or the person going to that building that, yeah, you can be confident that this is, this is a safe place. It's going mm-hmm. to get rid of that fear that, that people are, are showing right now. Yeah. And, and honestly, the fear has existed forever, especially for, you know, very uh, health conscious individuals. But honestly, there is a whole upgraded experience of me as a consumer at a facility when I enjoy the actual physical uh, cleanliness and maintenance of that facility. Right. Like, for example... There's a grocery store here. Well, they actually aren't in business anymore. Um, but it was Allen's Grocery, oh, Sam. Yes. I, yeah. yes, Allen's Grocery. It was pretty so run down. Compar- <laughs> it was pretty run down. You can tell it wasn't cleaned often right. as a grocery store. Now, let's compare that to Harmon's. Right? Harmon's is another grocery store local. Both of these local grocery stores. Which one is more expensive, feels more expensive, and it's Honestly, they carry the same brands that Allen's did, but Harmon's is a little bit more expensive. But people go to Harmon's, the traffic is there because it is a high class store. Yeah. It's nice, it's neat, it's, it's clean. clean. <laughs> yeah. It's very clean. So, anyways, yeah. it matters. Even if yeah. people consciously don't recognize it, it very much matters. Yeah. That's a great point. And really interesting study. I mean, it says that when I looked at the, the actual study itself, they said that they, um, they asked 12 different public, uh, it says here, we surveyed 2,000 plus consumers about 12 public spaces and activities, restaurants, healthcare, hotels, education, fitness, public transportation, airports, retail stores, spas and salons, stadiums, workplaces, and even driving. So those are all industries that 
clean intelligent software and other softwares out there and other solutions out there that really help monitor the health and safety of a location. Um, and so really, I think this is an important point to bring up. Um, and that's why it's trending right now is how can we, how can we alleviate that fear? So nice yeah, work, yeah. Caden. Uh, all right, Cortland, your, uh, yours is also a fun little trending news item. It is. It's a little more fun. That one was a little more serious. Uh, This one is titled (laughs) Crime Fighting AI Could Be Used to Monitor Handwashing Habits, which sounds awesome. And it is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But what it is, is Apple for the Apple Watch is going to be releasing at some point, I guess this fall, um, a new, it's, it's going to be a timer that goes on on your watch by it monitors through the microphone the sounds and the movement of your hands um, mm. when you're washing your hands and it just automatically starts a 20 second timer so you don't yeah. have to sing the, the happy birthday song twice anymore which I, <laughs> I'm kind of excited about this I mean it's not hard to count to 20 when you're washing your hands but it's it's like fun it just adds like a little challenge or whatever element to it and I Shout remember to- actually. Shout out to our content specialist, Heather. She always mentions to the internal employees at Clean Intelligent that you need to wash your hands and sing that song twice. <laughs> <laughs> so the technology's yeah. coming, Heather. <laughs> so I, I remember years ago, probably like 10, 10 years or more, that uh, the Atlanta airport I went to, they don't have them anymore, at least I haven't seen them anymore, but the sinks used to play as soon as you started washing your hands it used to play row 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 your boat to you and i loved it i've always remembered it and i think they got rid of it but i hopefully i'll bring back some more of this stuff and it won't just be for apple watch owners which i am so i'm excited but (laughs) yeah all of us are yeah (laughs) so one comment on this this is needed people don't like to admit it but this is needed. I, for my week off, I only took you two didn't days really in take the a end. week off. <laughs> <You> Should have <laughs> busy, busy times. But I was up in Yellowstone and Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and there was still a decent amount of traffic up there. Uh, don't worry, people were following social distancing guidelines. But it's good. <laughs> that is good. This this health conscious focus is still not resonating with some individuals because I would go to the bathroom and I'm and I've always done this I'm washing my hands for 20 seconds I'll I'll pump the soap three times because I don't think they give you enough on one Mm -hmm. and people come and go maybe three or four people in the amount of time that I'm washing my hands in the sink three or four people have gone by and most of the didn't. dudes, they just rinsed their hands. They didn't even put soap on it. Yeah. And I yeah. want, as part of this, and I hope Apple's listening, even though they're not, but <laughs> if Apple hears this, I think it should be an audible alarm if someone starts washing their hands and they're going out of the bathroom. I think the watch should be like, bleep, 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 bleep. They did not wash their hands. <laughs> because anyways, so I'm passionate about washing me. I'm a germaphobe. But mm-hmm. there are many people out there that aren't. <laughs> so, that's the only yeah, addition kind of to their technology. <laughs> yeah. 
And I hope this kind of stuff, these kind of changes will also make the the efforts that that we all have that even more people are are paying attention to that it will make it last longer than it's just like a, a fad that once yeah. the pandemic dies down people stop caring but i hope it i hope it keeps going yep for sure i i want to read just this one thing i when when i looked into the article there was another article that they shared and i just want to read this one set of, of uh statistics and then it kind of caught my eye and then we can get into the bulk, the porcelain thoughts. Uh, it says in a public restroom, 93% of Americans try to avoid coming in contact with germs by employing evasive measures. 65% use a paper towel when touching door handles, faucet, faucets or toilet flushers. 44% operate the toilet flusher with their foot. 42% use a seat liner or cover. 29% hover above the toilet seat. 29% use their butt to open and close doors and 27% use their elbows to operate towel dispensers. So we're talking. Wow. <laughs> Just, uh, I mean, the, the one that was really interesting was uh, that they, they flush the toilet with their foot, which, <laughs> which means I that do, anything I, I on the floor actually. is now on the handle and I flush the toilet with my hand, <laughs> so yeah. I'm touching whatever Depends germ on the was restroom. on the floor. I do not trust any handle in a restroom just by appearance yeah. of, yeah. Anyway, I mean, so obviously, I then wash my hands after touching right, my handle. Exactly, exactly. Which is why it is obviously so important to be clean, intelligent, and get with quality control. <laughs> Understand what know. needs to be clean. In your own personal life. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, as uh, Nacho Libre said, let's get into the nitty gritty. Uh, <laughs> porcelain thoughts. We're talking about how your cleaning organization, your the team that you run that handles cleaning, uh, can navigate through COVID nineteen. These are just some ideas that we've come up with uh, as a team uh, of of individuals who are always trying to push the importance of quality control and communication in an organization. Um, but it, it doesn't just have to be for cleaners. This can be for anybody. I think all of these ideas are, are very helpful to a, to a business as they try to navigate through. Uh, the coronavirus outbreak has only un- increased un- uncertainty around the in- economy but clouded our vision into an already hazy future. Because the situation is unprecedented, there's no real model in place for dealing with it. Uh, complicating matters is that the situation so fluid, right? Uh, and so guidance seems to yeah. update daily, if not hourly, as events unfold and more is learned. Uh, so we're trying to navigate it. Um, so what do you do, right? Like that's that's the kind of the question we're trying to answer is what do you do during the crisis? Uh, for the Jansan industry, we've seen that there's ups and downs. I mean, when we talked to Joel, he lost almost all of his clients, right? Um, for some companies, it spiked, while others lost a majority, if not all, of their, their business. And so whatever side you're on, this is, this is the time, and it's the opportunity to examine how we can guide through this, um, how we can guide our businesses, uh, and potentially exit the other side with some catalyst for recovery and growth. I think that's what we're all trying to do is how how can we navigate through this so that either we recover 
or we grow because we've we've changed how we're doing things. Um, we don't know where COVID's going to be uh, in the future, but what we want to do is on the on the show today is just talk about maybe some things you your cleaning organization can do to hope for a brighter tomorrow. Uh, and so, Caden, you're you're up first. Uh, one of the points that we we thought we would kind of introduce is providing clarity and security for employees. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, imagine being one of the 40 plus million Americans that are jobless, you know, there's a lot of, um, comfort that the remaining employees and their employers need to, um, be very conscious of. Um, which, you know, that was for clean intelligent. That's what I was most concerned about was the mental well-being of our employees. Right. Um, you know, clean intelligent was able to, uh, you know, and I hope we're through most of this, but we've been able to navigate as a business without having to cut any staff member, uh, for COVID related purposes. And it's, it was one of those things that as I was considering, you know, what, what can we do in addition, you know, to the, you know, five and a half to seven weeks off that most people, uh, have to use at their discretion each year. Um, you know, people like to use those for different things or, or sick leave or, or whatnot. And as I just viewed as an executive, I, I would look at the performance of the company and I would look at the concerns that, uh, everyone, I mean, everything changed in a matter of a couple of weeks. Uh, we all went remote as a company yeah. and that wouldn't have been as hard of a decision in my belief had their own personal lives not been forced to be remote and quarantined as well. Yeah. So we had, we had quite a few employees that struggled. Um, and there were many days that I struggled, um, that I didn't go outside or, um, you know, so thinking about all of that at the same time, our employees pulled off more productivity. Um, employees put in longer hours. They had nothing to do. And so I started seeing this a little bit of burnout, um, honestly, uh, between our team. And so I just decided, I was like, you know what? Everyone needs a break. And unless I make it mandatory, People are going to be afraid to use their PTO. Um, they have other vacations they want to plan as soon as restrictions are lifted. So I just, I was like, everyone next week is a mandatory week off. It does not count against your PTO. Um, and I need you to reset. You know, most, most employees um, didn't go on necessarily vacation. It was, one of our employees put it this way. He said, it was that vacation from the vacation that a lot of stuff was able to get done, spring cleaning, getting organized, spending time with loved ones and family, you know. Um, I think that's the most important thing a business can do. And employees are human beings, and they are your number one. Uh, and they're the ones that make your revenue grow, uh, retain your clients. And so um, I think it, I think it paid off. I, hearing the feedback from our employees, the stories... Uh, I'm very, I'm a very proud executive to have made that decision and, um, to have it for the benefit of our employees. So. One thing I admire 
Caden, that you did as president of the company as well, is every every two weeks we would be having a uh, our all squad huddle. We call it Ash for short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in in our all squad, everybody on in the company comes to that meeting, and uh, every time you would mention how important it was to us as directors and you as the executive uh, and and the owners, the board, right? Everybody letting them know where we stand, what we're doing, how we're navigating through this. And so that's where that, that clarity and security to employees comes in as well is just keeping that open communication saying, yeah, we, I mean, Cortland, every, every time as well, you and I, I give an update of where sales are at and you give an update of where customer success is or some, some, customers, you know, leaving. And so keeping that open communication and saying, okay, this is where we're at. This is where we stand, but we're doing everything we can to make sure that the employees, you, the employees are taken care of. Um, and that, that security I think has gone a long way. Uh, and, and that clarity has really boosted morale in the company. So, uh, that's, that's a good point that, that we wanted to make to you listeners that this is, that's one thing that you can definitely do because we've seen it in our own own organization that it does help keep morale and keep people positive in such a negative time. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Definitely. The next one, uh, Cortland's going to go over, uh, obviously because he's customer success, our customer success <laughs> director, uh, but maintaining relationships with customers and vendors. I know we've talked about it in past podcasts as well because yep. – uh, it was the trust is key episode. Uh, and really, when when you keep that communication open, um, maintaining those relationships, uh, tell us more, Court. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we've said it before, we'll say it again. It's, it's a huge priority to me. It's something I'm always focused on and always trying to get better at. I'm not perfect, obviously, but it's something that I want to be more perfect at is just building up those relationships with your customers, really understanding um, what their thoughts are, their needs, and doing what we can to meet those needs. And I think right now is a is a perfect opportunity to really open that door to better communication with your customers. Mm-hmm. I'm sure lots of them have concerns right now with what's going on. Uh, as far as cleaning, sanitizing, and everything. And they want to make sure, especially for public-facing clients, they want to make sure that they're providing the cleanest environment for their customers um, and creating that that sense of security uh, when people come in. And so I think now just, again, just reach out, make sure you're communicating with them more than ever, um, to learn what their concerns are and address those concerns and just go looking for feedback from them and ways that sure. you can improve. Yeah. Sure. And that actually kind of feeds into to the next one that we want to bring up. And as the director of marketing and sales, I'm always trying to figure out new ways that we can calibrate, recalibrate, right, uh, our marketing and sales channels because things are changing. People aren't consuming the way they used to because things are different. We have the new norm, right? Um, and some of the biggest ways uh, that you might have been promoting your organization may not work effectively anymore. Um, according to a study, the three biggest sources for lead generation are email, live events, and SEO. 
for the most part, SEO is a good way because it's more on the digital side. But when you think about live events, ISSA, there's probably going to be less attendees and uh, people are going to be more paranoid about germs. They're going to want to probably stand six feet apart when you're giving them that demo in the booth, right? Uh, <laughs> and it's just going to be different. Uh, and so if you're one of those businesses that really thrives on personal and face-to-face business, you're going to you're gonna have to recalibrate. You're going to have to change that because um, we're facing a new reality. The post-crisis era is one that calls for uh, less of the interpersonal business and more towards the digital channels. And so considering those digital channels, uh, really trying to figure out, okay, if I'm going to communicate to my clients and my customers and my prospective customers that we do care and that we can keep their buildings and their, their locations safe, um, you, you're going to want to have, you're going to need channels that are digital to tell them that um, and show them that. Uh, even in the bidding process, I think it's going to really change. And so just considering all of the channels in which you you speak to your prospective customers and current customers, uh, going digital is is the way to recalibrate. And that's the suggestion that, that I'd give. Now, Caden, the next one we're, we're bringing up is uh, applying focus on innovation. I think this one is important um, because right now we're trying to figure out what what should we do while we kind of are in this limbo of COVID, right? And so I think this is a really important one, applying focus to innovation. You know, innovation in the cleaning industry has shown up in many different ways. Um, All the way from uh, 20 years ago of just a pen and paper process, but the process was innovative all the way to um, robotics of machinery now, right? But for me, innovation where it matters most is in your relationship ability uh, and connection with your customers and or facility attendees if you're a facility manager. So for Clean Intelligent, one of the ways that uh, I like it being solved is to be able to get direct lines of communication to your facilities attendees whether you're the uh, a building service contractor the last thing you want is their facility attendees to go complain to the facility management then the facility management reaches out to you as the service contractor and gives you an earful right you want to hear those complaints directly so you can be a proactive company and, and really take care of your client the client doesn't want to deal with complaints that's why they hired you right Um, And as a facility manager, you want to make sure that the experience that your attendees at the facility have are top-notch. So, um, I mean, we've we've had um, this feature in in Clean Intelligent for a long time, but um, I really believe that gathering uh, experience data from facility attendees is one of the best ways to uh, be innovative. And uh, I won't go into the, the feature set of Clean Intelligent. We just do it through a QR code that can be placed around facilities. But the benefit of having a uh, person give feedback that's not even um, related to the facility. It's just someone who used the restroom to say, hey, you know what? It reeks in this restroom and this restroom is not clean and, and 
I have to go to the bathroom, but I got to go find a different restroom because like I'm not comfortable. Right. Yeah. I don't feel safe in here. Um, that may be on an extreme, but the principle still applies that people enjoy a good, clean facility experience. Right. Um, we were talking about things earlier in the episode of just even among our travels at a gas station bathroom. So for me, that is probably the most innovative process that companies could build out is how to get to their front lines, not the front lines of their cleaners, how to get the front lines of the attendees of the facility, whether it's an office space, whether it's a stadium, whether it is a restaurant, get their feedback. They're the ones using the facility. Right. Because I've been to many restaurants that, like, the franchise owner of the, the um, fast food joint thinks it's fine. Like, they're like, oh, it's clean, you know. And it's not. And I'm not impressed with it as a consumer of that experience. And whoever is in charge of cleaning, I'd like them to know that I'm not impressed with this. This would make me feel safer. I'd feel more comfortable coming back more often if this happened. Anyways, there's features in Clean Intelligent of how we can help out with that. But there's plenty of survey softwares in general that uh, are just one-off products. There's even free products out there. Go use Google surveys, right? Um, I believe it's super important to gather the attendee down to the front line of what their experience is at the locations you clean because that'll help their customers retain their clients, which in turn is our client. And if they retain their client, um, I've been saying this lately, we, a lot of our service contractors that we service is a B to B to B model, right? It's business to business to another business. Um, and client retention matters to us, but it has to trickle down all the way down to the front lines. Um, you could even say it's four levels deep, you know, the front lines clients want to make sure that their attendees come back, enjoy the experience at their facility. And uh, with everything that's happened with COVID, that's one of the biggest things that I believe needs to be innovative uh, and innovated to uh, bounce back from all this. Because people are, fe- going back to the article, people are fearful of public places. So what are you going to do about it? And that, so. that really is the question. What are you as the commercial cleaning company, as the in-house providers, what are you going to do right now while you're trying to win new business? Uh, what are you going to do to be different? What innovations or what processes can you put into place now that will help solidify your validity and capability to keep people safe and healthy? And that's, that's ultimately the point that we're, we're making here. Now, Cortland, yeah. during the COVID crisis, we've heard it before. We've talked about it on previous episodes, the new normal. Right. Yep. The point that we want to make here is that you need to understand and expect more new normals. Tell us more. Exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> the new normal is what we need to really understand. Like what what's happening? What what are people talking about when they say that? What's what's changing in life in your business just everywhere? And that's what understanding that will inform the changes that we make. Um, to those processes and so and and it's going to be evolving like as as we go and so we all need to stay on our toes make sure that we aren't getting too set in our ways of the way we're doing things try new things but obviously we can't really forecast how 
COVID-19 is ultimately going to impact our lives and, and the business, the industry in general. But it's not hard to see that it's making significant impacts in the industry. And so, again, just we need to look to those changes as we're redesigning our processes, our processes of bidding and our processes of, of quality control. And um, I think it's also important... We talked about employee health as well. We need to make sure that we're keeping that as a as a factor, that we're making setting room aside in our budgets and and just in our thinking to make sure that employees are getting the protective equipment that they need and the mental health that they need. Yeah, there's a lot of new normals out there, uh, but yeah. <laughs> navigating through them is is really important as businesses consider what they can do through this crisis and I think that's a really good point that you make so the final one and then we'll jump into the bright spot uh, is planning for an uneven recovery we just don't know what's going to happen we do know that it's changing things Um, and everyone's doing their best and trying to stay afloat right so what I suggest what we suggest is support your community raise each other up. The road's going to be uneven. It's going to be bumpy, but incorporating some of these concepts could be important to surviving this immediate crisis or this crisis that could last for a long time, right? Um, It can be hard to keep a long-term perspective when the short-term's so so rocky, uh, but the long-term may depend on doing so. So a motto I've always lived by, and we'll end this segment with this, is just keep on keeping on. If, if there's anything else you can do, just keep grinding, right? Because we've seen the grit in this industry. It's in this, an industry where people aren't very recognized for the work they do, but now these heroes of clean are really starting to shine. Um, and if you just keep on keeping on, things are going to get better and things are going to be better for us in this industry Uh because of this crisis. And I, I think we can really grow from it as an industry um, of cleaners uh, and those who help with uh, those services. So really awesome segment, porcelain thoughts. Thanks guys for giving us some good, those good information. Those were some good long porcelain thoughts. Yes, porcelain <laughs> thoughts. I just think we're all sitting, just we got the, the fist underneath our chins and we're really thinking <laughs> on the porcelain, right? What we're we thinking about. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, anyway, porcelain thoughts. Hopefully we can can keep introducing this segment uh, in other episodes. But next week, we actually are hoping to have a special guest on the show uh, for our Be Clean Intelligent highlight segment. So uh, that should be a good one. Let's finish off the episode, Caden, with uh, our feel-good story. The Bright Spot. Well, so this one was interesting. Um, I won't spend too much time on it. Um, but I thought it, it was just, it made me feel good. Um, so in Brazil, um, there are um, senior care living centers, uh, obviously have been on complete lockdown as well as many other parts of the world, right? No one can go visit them. Um, they can't, you know, their loved ones, their family can't go hug them. Um, they're too high risk. Uh, at the spread of uh, any illness, really. And in Brazil, um, a a series of uh, senior homes, they created this, like, big plastic tent 
that their loved ones and their relatives can come give them a hug. That's super cool. And to be with them. And like, so like, um, I'm going to try and explain this for people that can't visualize it, but imagine, well, you know, in the ICUs or in the NICU, in a hospital, right? You can right. insert through the, the plastic gloves. The plastic to touch gloves. The baby. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, kind of the big, same concept. Like plastic barrier wall. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So like picture that on a full scale where like your arms can go through fully and you you can wrap around and, and give your loved one a hug. Um That's awesome. there were some photos in, in the link in the article. It just it made me happy. I, I have a, a grandmother, so my parents live with me. Um, and I have a, uh, a mental handicap sister that lives with, uh, me as well as my grandmother. So our house is full, um, and we support them, but my grandmother, she's 97 years old. She's still grinding away. Um, still kicking. through all of still this, still keeping on, <laughs> yes. yeah, still keeping on, uh, through all of this, uh, we've been very, very cautious about anyone visiting our home and, uh, uh, but I can't imagine my grandmother being in a facility and being alone. Um, that would be really hard. So um, if you know of a local place in the United States that does that, and even if you don't have family, you know, go go talk with some of these seniors. Go give them a hug through the barrier, of course, if it exists. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's a spread the love that uh, they very much need right now. They're... Uh, a good generation to look up to, uh, very, very knowledgeable. So doesn't mean they were perfect, but, um, anyways, I just thought that was a cool story. Made me feel good. Something good among someone who was kind of innovative in just the way they think. Maybe it wasn't something new. I haven't necessarily heard of it before, but, um, anyways, so there's my a bright spot. There's my bright spot. That is a bright spot. And you really, you really got to see the article. It's on good news network. Uh, dot org and the pictures are just awesome they're just these seniors getting hugs between a plastic sheet uh <laughs> to loved ones which is really really heartwarming so yeah awesome story well that's a great way to end the episode what an episode it has been it's kind of been a special one because it's longer and it's been a while since we've recorded uh <laughs> and we had some really good information hopefully the things we talked about today can help some of our listeners uh, navigate through this this trying time. Um, and so make sure that you do subscribe, share it with your, your friends. Hopefully it can help them out. Um, if there's something that you would like us to talk about, if there's a specific topic, a question that you want answered, you want to be a guest on the show, you can email us, podcast at cleantelligent.com. Uh, and you can also follow us on social media at cleantelligent. So... Thanks so much, everyone, for listening, for following us. Uh, we'll, we'll put out another episode here in the next little bit, but uh, everyone have a good, safe weekend. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys.